Welcome to the Utah Street Bender Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Utah Street Banter. I'm your host, Cody, and along with me is Elijah. What's up, man? How are you? Going good. Going good. good. Doing awesome, man. That's great. Well, good news is uh, football's over, and it's, it's baseball season, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, so did the uh, Super Bowl go the way you wanted it to go? Uh, no. If it no. went the way that it wanted us to go, as uh, the Cowboys would have been winning last night. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it didn't want go the way I wanted to go with those two teams anyway. So now, were you rooting, were you pulling for the Niners? So uh, yeah, I was pulling for a zero zero tie. Me too. Right. Yeah. I said that's what I said. Like, Give well, the trophy like Post Malone or something. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, man, that was. Yeah, it's funny because you you would hear some people talk about um, um, how slow Major League Baseball game is, right? And God, that, that the Super Bowl was like almost a little over, like I was started at 630 and ended at 1115. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whoo. No. So can't, can't talk about uh, a lows. Can't talk about a, uh, a major league baseball game being slow after that game, but it yeah. was still, I mean, it was close. At least it wasn't a blowout or anything. It was I guess. much better than the first half though. The first half was terrible. Yeah. The first half was rough. They just yeah. needed Usher to come out there. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was good. That was your, yeah. But uh, anyway, so one thing that I uh, yeah, that's been on a lot of our uh, our TV stations today is everybody's talking about if the um, the Chiefs are um, you know a dynasty. I mean, they win back to back years, um, and I mean they've been relevant for you know a while now. Yeah. So getting to a baseball podcast because we're gonna kick the football out of our conversation. Um, do, do you think the Major League Baseball uh, has a dynasty right now i don't think i i don't think there's a dynasty at the moment i think in two to three years there could be a dynasty because okay. the problem is i think the astros i think if the astros even just lost the world series last year but made it i think i would have still considered them a dynasty i don't think they are anymore because to be a dynasty i mean you got to be like tom brady or like patrick Mahomes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes won what three Super Bowls in five years? Yeah, the the closest, the most recent thing of baseball in that I guess you could say the Astros, or I go back to the 2010 Giants. Yeah, man, yeah, that Giants team was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna be devil's advocate, and I will say I think the Astros are still there, but could definitely be. Yeah. on the way out maybe you know what i mean like yeah i but i mean they're just still always you know there and then yeah. um but i agree i see some teams that uh you could also argue for um one team that for me i i you know i can definitely see coming is um because their pockets are you know super deep is the dodgers you know what i mean because yeah. it just looks like you know w- they lose one person they gain two you know, yeah. so they're definitely going to stay relevant, whether you hate them or not. I mean, they're uh, they're definitely going to be relevant for the next, you know, five six years. Yeah. But um, it, who who's the other person? Who do you think? Who do I think is another dynasty? I mean, yeah. I don't want to bias by the name of the podcast and what we're supposed to be here talking about, but I definitely could see the Orioles being a dynasty. Yeah, I, I agree. One of the playoffs, but yeah, no, I I agree. And remember, a dynasty is for me at least is a three to five year dominant yeah. run, right? So we we have, you know, um, 
We have a half a one from last year. Yeah. Half. It's because in my opinion, you still got to be good in the playoffs. Well, no. Right. I, I think so, this is the start here. This yeah. Year. So, so I mean, but you look at it and you say, say we have a, a great year again this year and you, you just see how, um, how we're going to be able to hold this roster together for a while. It looks like. Yeah. Um, so definitely could happen if you're just predicting though, right? I mean, that's all we're doing. We're not yeah. saying the Orioles are a dynasty currently. We're just predicting that if, you know, it goes the way we wish it would, um, yeah. that that happens. And I think that's reasonable. I think no matter who you are, um, unless you're an Orioles hater, um, then then you would probably argue with that. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure I've talked to a few, you know, Yankee fans and Red Sox and just different fans around the league. And everybody like thinks that the Orioles are definitely relevant and definitely a, a team to be reckoned with. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's especially how scary it is where the Orioles have, a, you know, a lot. Michael Elias has just really showed off that uh, he can pull huge names over to Camden Yards without giving up a ton. Yeah. Um, because he has, we have that much talent in the farm system. So... Yeah, and I think if you wanted to throw another name out there, you could definitely say the Braves too. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. I mean, it, they they did what the Orioles should have done and signed everybody you could, and they probably like drugged them or something to sign these contracts because you have people that are Cy Young MVP candidates that are getting paid yeah. less than Corbin Burns is right now in arbitration. Yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty crazy. They signed a Cooney, I remember, uh, really early in yeah. his career. Uh, and then another guy. I mean, you talk about keeping players. I mean, pretty impressive. What you know, you can people can hate Altuve, but he's yeah. one of the best second basemen in the league. Um, and, well, in the past decade. Um, but uh, he just signed a major team friendly contract with them just to try to keep a good product on the field around him. Yeah. And that's what you're gonna have to do. You know what I mean? If you know, as a, um, it, it's he's made his money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is his second big contract, I believe. Um, so he 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 took less than he he probably had to, you know. Um, but yeah, so that that's why I was just I was just wondering. I was like, man, I you know everybody. The only reason I hated, well, the only reason I didn't want the Chiefs to win, was <laughs> because, um. You know they've just been there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and then it didn't help when you saw like Kelsey like p- almost push his coach over, which his coach yeah. is like the most beloved head coach in football. Yeah. Because um, I dislike the Chiefs, but I don't. I love Andy Reid. You know. What yeah. I mean? He is um, a great coach. Yeah. But yeah. So I I hope it's I hope the Orioles are the next one. Um, yeah. And you know, and it's one of those things where um, maybe maybe people will not want us to win a World Series one year because we've been there so much. You know, that would be amazing. Yeah. To be hated is the goal. Yes, absolutely. Well, we got a couple, we got some fun things to talk about today. We're going to talk about the spring training. Uh, Spring training um, begins this week. I believe it's on Valentine's Day, right? Yep, that's when pitchers and catchers report. Pitchers and and catchers report. Yeah. So some people are there now. You've probably seen some videos of of people um, doing different things. It's pretty cool. And uh, it's, you know, we're all bundled up up here. And you see them in t-shirt and shorts, you know, living the living the life. So, um, but yeah, so that sounds awesome. We had some news this week on the Orioles front. Uh, nothing major though. Um, I mean, which that's okay because a couple weeks ago, I mean, they they did they did their thing. You know, what I mean, yeah. Um, the big news uh, this week, uh, of course, was um, a few things that came down from the sale 
of the Orioles, and that was the name change uh, for Camden Yards. Um, so that really, I think, put a scare in a lot of people, and that's um, – I, I don't know why it's such a big deal for me. I think for me it's just uh, – you know, it's it's Oriole Park. You know what I mean. Yeah. So uh, it shouldn't matter as much as as it does. You know. Oh, it no, uh, it matters. But you know, I, I know, I know. But uh, that's when you just go, boy. I am so glad the Orioles got sold. Yeah. Uh, just for things like this. I mean, it was getting ready to be what uh, T Row Price uh, Park. Yeah. Or, Doesn't or that sound great? Yeah, T Row Price Park at Camden Yards. Um, and, uh, yeah, luckily, um, well, I don't know if it's not done yet. That's the only thing that worries me is yeah. it sounds like all the numbers, everything was crunched, everything was agreed upon. Um, so I yeah. would not be shocked if before the season opens that the stadium has changed, uh, the name has changed. All right. So let me get your thoughts on that. My, um, and then I'll, I'll jump in and, uh, and see what, you know, we got yeah. to say. I don't know. I just, I think it's pretty stupid. I, I get it's extra cash, but I don't know if it's just like the nostalgia and everything of it, because that that's the, the one few thing that we both can relate to of our whole lives is uh, Camden Yards, because yeah. as old as you are, it's it's been there the whole time too. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. um, and I don't know, it's just, I, like you said, there definitely is a possibility that the deal still goes through, but I kind of doubt it because T. Rowe Price said that they didn't know that the team was getting sold just kind of like everybody else didn't know. So it kind of seems like Angelus is keeping everything in the dark. So who who knows what really is going on? Yeah, but I was listening to the news about, talk about, um, you know, the sale and everything. I mean, even his, uh, his uh, like, government uh, um, friends that, like, helped him with the <laughs> uh, sale, he even lied to them, you know, and they were yeah. supposed to be, like, his, his you know, close uh, colleagues or whatever. Um but that that's pretty that's pretty nice. But anyway, it seems like he he you know um, lied to a lot of people. It didn't really matter who you were. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the one thing I got to say about the stadium change, okay, the name change, and I don't want it to change if I could choose, right? But just to kind of stop everybody from freaking out, um, there's barely any stadiums out there except for Yankee Stadium, right? Fenway Park. There's a lot of them that have that historic name that's kept it. Now, the problem I have is, is Oriole Park isn't that old. It's only old for us because, well, since you've been alive, that's what you've known. Before that, it was, of course, Memorial Stadium. Um, But so if I'm trying trying to wrap my head around it because I'm trying to say that if they use the money correctly then we wouldn't mind it right yeah but if nothing changes that's when you would be like come on man you know what i mean um and also i think after five years we'd all let it go maybe yeah um but you know one one of the big ones i remember was uh, a few years ago um I, I don't want people on this podcast to hate us so um one of our favorite football teams um they changed their name their their stadium yeah. um from Cowboys Stadium, that's what it always was, and then yeah. it changed to AT and T. Um, and you know, I guess, and that you know, that wasn't that big of a deal. 
Um, and this is probably yeah. only a big deal to Orioles fans. It's probably nobody probably else because other, other people yeah. care. But we just wanted to touch base on that. It, it's still on hold. I guess they're probably waiting for things to get approved in owners' meetings and for the um, the power to switch hands. Um, now, another thing that's changed. This is my favorite thing this week that has changed. Big deal is we finally got Pepsi out of Camden yeah. Yards. We have Coke coming in. I'm a huge fan of this. This is just personal uh, reasons because I'm not a big Pepsi fan. Um, yeah. So Coke's coming in yeah. and I'm going to, you know, that's going to be your beverage yeah. of choice. Get Starry out of there. Get Starry out of there. Actually, that's right. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know many people that have said, you know, we want to, we want some, a nice can of Starry. Okay, let's do some fun stuff now. We're going to talk about the 2024 spring training non-roster invites. Uh, this can be meaningless, or it can be some interesting things to watch. Uh, for a lot of times with this, you'll see some guys that are a few years away, and that um, Brandon Hyde and the general management uh, just want to see, right? So a couple of big names on here for me is... Um, of course, the catcher we've been talking about the past few weeks is Samuel Bacello. Uh, and then um, the infielders, we got Jackson Holiday, Kobe Mayo, and Connor Norby, all pretty big three um, prospects there. Um, pretty excited about that. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, so any um, any exciting guys that you want to see uh, on spring training? Um, I mean, I'm excited to see a lot of these, but uh, aside from some of the more obvious ones, I'm really excited to see uh, Silas Ardoin, the catcher, because mm-hmm. um, I know him and there's a couple, some of the other guys and a couple people that didn't get uh, invited to spring training, specifically uh, Creed Willems. Yeah. They're really good catching prospects that have been like rising through the minors pretty quickly, but are kind of overshadowed by Samuel Bazzano because the problem is we already have arguably the best catcher in baseball on the major league team. And then you have the second best p- catching prospect in the minor league. The rest of your catchers are kind of getting overshadowed there, but it's always important to have not just depth, but these are also really important trade pieces, I think. But And I would say, well, I don't think we're actually going to trade anybody, but after the Burns trade, may- maybe we will get rid of some people. Yeah. And then uh, I'm also interested to see uh, Justin Armbruster and Wandis and Charles. They're uh, both, uh, Brewster's a starter and Juanis and Charles is a reliever. I don't know too much about Brewster, but I'm really excited to see him because he's done really good in the minors this past year. And then Juanis and Charles is who I am really excited to see. I mean, he is the type of guy that's struggled to get past double A. He's done amazing in the minors up until double A, but triple A really has hurt him. And I know last year, he, uh, last year in the minors, he had a two three five ERA in Double A, but a six ERA in Triple A. Right. So yeah. that's obviously not great, but he's he's done good everywhere else he's been other than Triple A, basically, because he's pitched in Dominican Winter Leagues before. Like this year, he's been in Dominican Winter League and had a like a four two ERA. That's not great, but I think he has really good potential, and we could definitely see him tapped into and even come up on the major league team if something really happens this year. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean. Definitely, I mean, you're really attacking the pitchers there. Um, definitely exciting to see. I'm excited to see, uh, you know, some hopefuls come up and help our pitching yeah. staff out, right? Uh, I, I think my my guy right there, and I, I just keep getting stuck on lefty pitchers, is uh, Cade Povich. Really hoping that he comes out and does what, you know, 
We hope he does. Um, you know, he's, he was in AAA last year. Uh, he's still young. I mean, he's still 23. Um, but really excited for him. And um, hopefully he can help out. I, I, I'm a little nervous that he's going to be like a a Zimmerman type of pitcher, which, but yeah. I, hope, I hope I'm wrong. Um, I hope he's better than that. Hope maybe he can, you know, um, jump some projections there. Uh, he's currently, if people want to know, he's currently our number 10, our number 10th prospect. Um, so now is there anybody on there that I didn't uh, ask you this ahead of time? So I might catch you off guard. Is there anybody on that wasn't on there that you uh, expected to be? Um, my, my guy is I, I thought man, I thought Enrique Bradfield Jr. was going to be there. Yeah I, I, yeah, I I really he was our first round draft pick last year, and um yeah you know he he's coming out out of college right yeah and uh, yeah he came out of college he's twenty two so he's not very young you know what I mean and I just thought he did so good um I just thought he did so good in uh my the minors last year that he deserved an yeah. invite we only have one other outfielder. That even got invited for a non-roster invite, and that's Daniel Johnson. Yeah, um, I think that's mainly because uh, for of those invited, we have like ten outfielders. Oh, true, true, true. But um, I I definitely think uh, Bradfield his because his skill set doesn't need time to grow that much. He's he's a speed and defense first guy, and that speed and defense translates immediately from college to the majors. Right. It's just his bat needs to catch up a little bit, but I am surprised that he's not on there. Yeah, just, just kind of give everybody a rundown if you're just listening, um, and you know you don't ha- you're not looking at the um, the list. Uh, some some fun people that got invited. We got our number one prospect, Jackson Holiday's invited. Number two prospect in the Orioles system, Sammy Basello. We talked about him. He's invited. Uh, our number three, Kobe Mayo. Okay, he is a third baseman. Um, he was invited. Um, and then we got um, Connor Norby. Uh, he is our number six. He also got invited. And uh, pretty, you know, just like I said, some 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 fun guys to watch. Uh, I, I'm excited to watch a few games. I I, I haven't had time to look up um, the mass and broadcast schedule yet. Um, you know, line if it's anything like last year, I think it was like three games. You're better look, look trying to jump on somebody else's uh, somebody else's broadcast to watch them. Um, but definitely some fun guys to watch out for, and you know, just to keep keep uh, looking at the stats there um, and seeing. Um, so, any uh, here, a question for you, Elijah? You got any um, anybody on there that you think makes the the team? I mean. I definitely would say probably the best chance would be Jackson Holiday. Yeah, I agree. Uh, other than him, I mean, if a Povich or maybe a McDermott comes out and has an amazing spring, right. he could crack it somehow. Or Tucker Davidson would probably be the most likely reliever too. But I def Jackson Holiday is definitely the most likely. Uh, I, he has to be right. Um, if I would be so shocked if he breaks camp with them, I would be so shocked. Yeah. I know every like uh, MLB projection I look like has him making it, but I just they, I really they don't, don't see it. They don't know the Orioles, yeah. but uh, you know because they can still do, they can still really get you on you know um, on just trying to keep it down in the minors for a few yeah. more weeks to get you know a little bit more control out of your yeah. contract. You know, um, okay, moving on here, uh, we got a, a fun question. I thought I'd ask you, um, so. Do not, uh, if you're listening, do not take this as 
uh, a projection. This is more, you know, just for fun. Um, but my question was, uh, Elijah, give me one realistic player that you wish the Orioles would add at some point this year, anytime this year. Okay. So you can give me a realistic one and then give me one that's just for fun. Like would so, fit, but there's, you don't think there's any way. Yeah. So I'll give you the realistic one I have. And this one actually, I, I'm always going to expect at this point a role as Chapman because he's someone we shouldn't trade for, but we will. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see that. I can see that. Going. And I mean, he'd be okay if you use him in the right way. And then I'm going to have my not realistic one as Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso. Because they've been, uh, the Mets just paid him a crazy amount of money for arbitration. This is his last year. And it doesn't seem like they're going to resign him because he's going to want a lot of money. So if they decide to shop him at the, like, at the deadline, I think he'd be a great guy to go pick up. Um, I mean, nothing against Ryan Mountcastle or Ryan O'Hearn, but he is slightly better than them and would be great to put in the middle of our lineup. Yeah, so I am a huge fan of that, the Pete Alonso. And like I said, please don't think that we think that Pete Alonso is going to Orioles. This is just a wishful thinking type of thing. But yeah, it's wishful thinking, but it's a little realistic. We're not just saying Mike Trout. You know yeah. what I mean? So so anyway, the reason why Elijah, I believe you're saying this, is because he's on his last year of contract. Uh, we don't expect the Mets to be that great this year. So it's definitely a possibility. Yeah. So uh, it, it's a possibility of him getting a trade somewhere, right? And um, the yeah. Orioles would just be a cool place to be. Um, so I love the Pete Alonso because I need. I, I keep thinking, other than pitching, I would love to see the Orioles get a big bat, like a um, you know a yeah. power hitter. Uh, I think we have a lot of guys that are athletic and that are doubles guys, and I would love that you know we can afford that one guy. You know what I mean? Whereas your mm-hmm. 2014 to 2018, or I guess 2012 to 2018 Orioles, I mean, we had eight of those guys. So it's hard to live like that. But um, it's definitely healthy, I think. And and it'd be great to have one guy like that. Now, my yeah. possible guy um, for me um, is Emmanuel Classe. He is a closer for the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah. Um, there was, there's been some talk about him getting moved. I uh, would love to see... I would love to see him come over. I just don't trust my bullpen. I know everybody else does. Um, I just don't. I just, I just, it, it terrifies me that we don't have Batista on the back end. Um, and I just, I, yeah, I just think last year some guys <laughs> just overperformed and I hope I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Uh, my not likely stuff uh, that my wishful thinking uh, pickups. Uh, the first one is a guy that I feel like got screwed uh, out of a coaching position this year, and that's David Ross. He was the head coach for the Chicago Cubs. I would love to see at some point in the next few years him come over and be some type of role. He doesn't need to have a coach because I do like Brandon Hyde. Um, but what's cool is is Brandon Hyde was his coach when they won the World Series. He's a bench coach. So yeah. they have a great relationship, but David Ross is a head coach, so I'm sure there's – some to no chance that he would take a bench coach or you know some type of job. I just love his attitude. I think it fits perfectly with a clubhouse. I think he's a team builder. Um, but anyway, that's yeah. my wishful thinking. I also have two other guys I'll say real quick. Uh, both are from the White Sox, which apparently I think our general manager and their general manager want to have a boxing match. <laughs> but uh, And that's Luis Robert. Uh, he's getting ready to hit um, a big contract day. I mean, he's, he's coming to the end of his rookie contract. Uh, there's probably no chance in that. Um, 
they're probably going to want so much. But the guy I do think there might be a chance for is Ole Jimenez. Um, he is a big power hitter over there. He's pretty much their DH now because he keeps getting hurt when he goes in the field. Um, he is coming to the end of his contract also. And uh, I think he has um, his, his free agent year is 2026. Uh, so we would get uh, this year and next. Um, and he's sort of like Pete Alonso to a way where he's just a big power hitter. Um, Pete, not a Pete, not, yeah. not Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso still is better than he is. Um, but yeah. I think also Ole Jimenez is one of those players that is better than what he's been. You know, it seems like if you get White Sox yeah. players to get away from the White Sox, then they do better. So, and then uh, I think uh, for years, I would love to see those guys come over. But like you said, that is very rare. And Emmanuel Classe, I actually think if he's to be traded, I think you'd have a better chance trying to package him with um, Shane Bieber than by himself. Because I think the Guardians are going to want too much just for him. That if you're going to give up a lot of prospects, you need more than just that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, maybe. But um, and just to throw some other names, put put them into existence. Maybe something will happen. It's getting Daniel Bard from the Rockies would be great. Yeah, I like that. And then also, I have these two names here, and this is like dream scenario, and only happens like if so much goes right. Is Alex Vesia and Ryan Brazier. So those are two relievers on the Dodgers, and the Dodgers have a really good bullpen, but they lack middle infielders. Yeah. As of right now, Gavin Lux is starting at shortstop, and Mookie Betts is their starting second baseman. They, all it takes is for one person to get hurt, or their defense, or someone to fall through. They're going to need a middle infielder. What do the Orioles have? Middle infielders. Middle infielders. So I, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but all I'm saying is Jordan Westberg could. If Jordan Westberg got traded to the Dodgers in the middle of the season, you heard it here first. I hear you. And we could we would love the bullpen help. I'm not saying at just those two is what we need. I think if you were to like obviously they would just be part of the package. I think I mean, I doubt Evan Phillips or Bruce Stark Gratterall would be moved because they're really good. But if we could bring Evan Phillips back, for those of you who don't know, we we had him and gave him yeah. gave him up through the Dodgers. Yeah. But um so he, he's really good now of course like everyone is once they leave us but uh <laughs> i mean even get i mean blake trinan or uh, joe kelly maybe like there, there's there's so many names in their bullpen that would be right. really good yeah i mean because they pretty much do the five inning rule you know what i mean they need their yeah. starter to get through five and then they have studs coming out of the bullpen yeah all right another fun question for you uh as we're you know starting uh getting into our spring training i saw on the orioles uh website that uh today actually they are having a job fair okay so i'm sure you're you know you might be listening to this to you know us pretty early in the morning or maybe you're not if it's at night then you, you missed it okay but uh there's an orioles job fair today so get over there right and then apply for any you know any awesome uh <laughs> job you want and then you know you'll be at every you know Orioles home game you know getting paid um so we decided to do something fun if you worked if you got a job at the Orioles right at for the job fair what would yours be so I think it's obvious for those of you who know me and those that don't I just so happen to be a sports media major at a Susquehanna University and uh that 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 my dream's kind of always been to be a broadcaster so I actually have written down here, word for word, uh, steal Kevin Brown's job. <laughs> but I, I love Kevin Brown, so really I just want to be partners with him. 
just stick me in there with Ben McDonald and Kevin Brown and I'd have a blast. Right. Yeah. Well, as somebody that went to a job fair for in the organization, I can tell you, Elijah, that that's not one of the jobs available. <laughs> right. I, I, uh, if it was, right, because uh, mine would be a more realistic job that they probably are offering, <laughs> and that's to be the bat boy or the guy that sits on the sidelines when the ball goes foul. When the ball goes foul, right, yeah. and, and throws it back in, that that would probably be the two. Uh, I was the bat boy for a few years uh, in the for the Orioles uh, minor league team, the Delmarva Shorebirds, and mm-hmm. that was one of the most fun jobs I have ever had. Got to meet a lot of awesome guys there. That was back when Manny Machado, Johnson Scope, and everybody was there, and kind of see how it, you know, how that all went. Yeah, but um, but yeah, so that's um that. That would be neat. I mean, it was still Kevin Brown's job or, or work with him. I mean, that would be uh, pretty much a dream. Uh, yeah. Know, to, to, to be able to do that. I mean, I did it once. I'll do it again. That I mean. is true. For people that don't know, for people that don't know, <sighs> Elijah actually won. Uh, what, what was it? Yeah. What was it? Um, well, so I'm a bit of a big deal, guys. So basically, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, oh, back God. in 2015, they started with the kids opening day thing. And for that, they had a, uh, and like a competition or whatever that you send in videos and someone would get to uh, announce the starting lineup and my talent just shined through everybody else's they, they saw my raw natural talent they, yeah they picked I, me. I yeah that was fun that was fun because it was really I, fun i got to go there with you that time yeah you're and, welcome uh, yes and <laughs> you know you got to announce the starting lineup and everything yeah and um and uh there was a couple how old were you then do you know how old you were 2015 now so i was like 10 10, yeah. So there, there was some difficult names there, right? Yeah, Alejandro De Aza. Yeah, that was a fun. <laughs> I, I think they were pretty impressed. Um, yeah. and, and then you also did the iconic, the Jay. iconic. Yep, Jay Hardy. Yeah, that was a fun one. That was fun. Yeah. So good times. I, I definitely am looking forward to this week and to. Um, just seeing some Orioles players throw the ball yeah. around, you know, some some at bats. Um, I'm happy for baseball to be back. Oh man, and, me and you both. Um, just give everybody a heads up. Uh, opening day, uh, opening day for spring training looks like it is February 24th against the Boston Red Sox, and that's at uh, that's home, um, and. Uh, at Ed Smith Stadium. So pretty excited about that. There in Sarasota, it's just probably going to be beautiful weather. We're going to be able to see uh, Jackson Holiday with an O's jersey on. Pretty excited there too. And uh, hopefully see some new pitchers that um, are going to grace the mound at Camden Yard, Oriole Park at Camden Yards, right? So, all right. Until then, um, we're super uh, thankful that you joined us on this podcast, on this show. We hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you next time on the Utah Street Banter. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.